Chapter 12 Within held still, straining to catch the slightest movement from beside him. Nothing. But Gong had spoken. Oh, he'd said. Well, breathed, really. Had Gong seen something? Felt some stirring from the gear? Gone? Still no reply. Wiccan made to dig Gong in the ribs, then changed his mind. Hadn't he just asked him to say some spell to bring the care up from that dark place? If there were magic afoot, maybe touching him would disturb it. Wiccan waited, watchful for the slightest shift in the silence. It came all right, but not from gone. Nor was it slight. From way down the passage, voices. Wiccan peered through the curtain towards the cavern entrance. Healers? Or the watch returning? Whoever, in less than a minute, they'd be walking through that arch. Wiccan turned back to Gon. Magical, no. Wiccan had to warn him now. Get them off the dais and out of the way. Gon, someone's coming. Nothing. No sound. No movement. Gon. Wiccan jabbed Gon's ribs now. They felt hard, rigid as the very mountain wall, but at Wiccan's touch, Gon crumpled, landing in a heap, staff and all. Gon's little dancing light went out, leaving only the two dim torch flames. Dim, yet bright enough to see by, where they burned, he and Gon would never save the here. Wiccan eyed them, measuring the distance. No time to douse them. Could he at least get her down from there? Wiccan slipped off the rope and bent to lift her. Light approached the cavern entrance reflecting off the outside tunnel wall. Not enough time. Wiccan straightened. But what have gone? Invisible as they were, they were still solid. If these were healers coming, Gon was directly in their way. Stooping, Wiccan groped around the floor beside him. The space was empty. Wiccan felt around some more, 
sweep Peter's arms in ever wider circles. And later on the floor, he climbed to his feet. Gone was gone. And so was his staff. Oh, no time to reckon why and how. As Wiccan snatched up the rope and scrambled from the dais, light flared in the cavern entrance. Three figures, not a four-man squad, stood looking down the cavern's length towards him. Not rogue healers. Not guards either, not that motley assortment. An assortment he well knew, and those faces reflected in the strong, fresh torch they carried. Bomac, arched with a torch, and Grisley bringing up the rear. Even as Wiccan saw who they were, there came a startled cry, and the torch went out, leaving their shapes dark smudges in the cavern entrance. An angry voice spoke up. Now look what you've done. What were they doing all the way up here amid the chaos? Making more mischief, that was sure. But what? And why? And how would they even know of this ice cave? Bomac, his father was the king's adviser. He'd know the care was here. Whatever his purpose, it was not idle curiosity. Glancing back to the dais, Wiccan drew his knife. I did nothing. You knocked it out of my hand. I didn't touch you. Bomac snapped. Oh? Arkud jerked his head at Grisley. You're saying it was him? Wiccan edged towards them, knife poised. Arkud could be lying. He could have dropped the torch. If not, the torch really had been knocked from his hand. Come! Arkut bent to retrieve the torch, but muttering some insult, Bomac shoved him aside, picked it up himself, and put it to the nearby flame. As the torches touched, the flame fanned out as from a sudden draught, then quit. Now the whole cavern was dark save for the last remaining torch beside the dais, now so dim it looked set to expire at any moment. Wiccan smiled grimly. Gone all right. There was hope after all. Well, come on before that one goes out too, Bomac called and strode towards the dais. Arkud started after him, but Grisley made no move to follow. Come on, Grisley, Arkud urged over his shoulder. Bomac stopped and swung around. Now what is it? 
You said we were looking for Wiccan. I said we were going to flush him out, and that's how. Beaumac pointed to the shrouded bed. Awkward, he added, as still Gricely didn't move. Awkward walked back to Gricely, murmured something which Wiccan didn't catch. Gricely suffered himself to be swayed in part way, then stopped again. I still don't see. Beaumont heaved a loud, exasperated sigh, then said in a slow and even voice, sure sign he was about to blow a gasket, the Keir and Wiccan are kin. He waved towards the curtain. We put word out about that, and how Morrock kept her up here all this time, how she was left to die alone. You know how fast news spreads around here. Wiccan hears of all this, and he'll show all right. Once he does, they got him. Kin? Wiccan half turned towards the bed. The Kier? His kin? How can you say she's dead? You haven't looked. Gricely sounded utterly confused. No need. Beaumac pulled a knife and raised it. The dim flame caught its edge etching a thin line against the shadows. You mean to kill her? Grisley's voice shot up. Grisley, this is not a hexad tour. Beaumac switched to Arkwood. I warned you not to bring him. Grisley backed off towards the entrance. If I'd known what this is all about, I wouldn't have come. I'll not stand for murder. Beaumac snorted. No. How many died down there last night because of you? I didn't mean... Harkle told me it was just a lark to get Wiccan into trouble. Whatever he said, you helped. Drag that gate aside, so you're in with us. Come on, the guards will be up soon. Beaumac made to walk on. Arkut took Grisley's arm, dragged him in a few paces, but Grisley pulled back. They'll see she didn't just die. So... Beaumac stopped and turned once more. Who'll know it was us? I will, called another voice from the cabin entrance. Wickham looked up past the three standing in the aisle. Mistred. In she strode, past 
Arkold and Grisley all the way to Mermel. Even in that poor light, Wickham could see she had been weeping. But the king's death notwithstanding, she had followed that trio, had sneaked up on their heels. As she advanced, Belmac lowered his knife arm and tucked it behind him. Wickham eyed the knife blade, the sharp edge lost in shadow. Rash as ever, Istrid had put herself in gravest danger. While Wickham didn't want to give himself away, he couldn't just stand by. Oh, where was Ikak? What was the captain doing to let the princess out of his protection? Wickham weighed his options. He was invisible, which was immensely in his favour, but it was three to one. Beaumet he could take, helped by the element of surprise. But Arkut was quick and strong and no fool. He hefted his knife and edged up to within striking distance. If Beaumet raised that knife against Istrid, he'd have to move in unless... Wickham peered about into the darkness. If you're really out there, gone, work some magic now. Bomac cut a sweeping bow. Highness. Istrid glared at him. Of a height they were, usually. Right then, anger gave her the edge. My father's dead. My brother follows. All because of you. Wigan caught his breath. Is Murdoch dying also? That's sad, but look on the bright side. Tomorrow you'll be queen, and my first command will be to order your execution. Beaumac glanced beyond her to the cavern entrance. You should have stayed below. You're the reason I did not. Istrid's chin went up. What you did, what you were about to do, will all come out. No. Seizing Istrid, Beaumac swung out his knife arm to strike. Hurling himself forward, Wiccan grabbed Beaumac's arm and bent it up behind. As Beaumac let loose a yelp, Istrid twisted free and fled past Arkwood and Grisley to the cavern entrance. Keeping his edge, Wiccan grasped Beaumac's other arm, thrust him face down on the ground. As Beaumac hit, that last remaining torch went out. Then, children, all was pandemonium.
lights streamed into the cavern. Men shouted and through them all strode Ithac, looking the warrior that he was. Wiccan let Bromac go and backed off fast. Guards seized Bromac and hoisted him upright. For a moment he stood rubbing his wrists, blinking in the sudden glare. Then he affected to notice Ethac. You, tell them to let me go, or my father will... Ethac set his pike point to Bomac's chest. Your father's in the brig, Istrid said coldly. He's what? Why would telling the king's privy business is treason? Istrid's eyes flashed. And I know he's been doing it for long. For that, he dies. And you? She turned to Arkud and Grisley, all three of you. Bomac looked to Ethac. Her father's death has turned her head. Ethac stood stiffly to attention. On her highness's command, I was just outside. I heard all you said, how you opened the gate and let in Troll. You heard wrong. The bluster turned to whining. Wiccan opened that gate. We saw him. He turned to Arkud and Grisley. Tell them. Istrid's eyes glittered in the brilliance of the torches. Fool! Wiccan would never do such a terrible thing. Wiccan looked down, remembering how he'd tested the vault of the gate and how it had resisted. Besides, Ethac chimed in, the boy couldn't have opened that gate all by himself. Even I couldn't. I tried. It took three strong lads and tools. It took the same to close it again. But if that wouldn't hang, draw, and quarter you, attempting to assassinate Her Royal Highness, I did no such surely will. He looked to his guards. Take them. Your Highness, please! Grisley struggled to pull free. Istrid eyed him with sudden interest. Wait. She turned to Ethac. When Bomac grabbed me, someone stayed his knife. She shot Arkud a contemptuous look. That cadet would not have helped me. She pointed to Grisley. So it had to be him. It wasn't, Bomac sneered. He's a weed. Besides, it wasn't anyone, he added quickly. As your future adviser, I simply took your arm to reason with you, and then I mm, tripped, that's all. Istrid ignored him. Captain, that one saved my life. Put him in a separate cell. Take them. Struggling and protesting his innocence, Bomac was dragged off with awkward 
gracefully following at a distance. The instant they were out, Ethac turned on Istrid. What were you thinking, girl? Wait outside, you said. I promise I'll stay by the arch. Princess or no, queen or no, highness, I'll not do that again. Ethac might as well not have spoken. Where is he, Captain? Ethac looked about to say more, then simply shook his head. My men still search the upper levels. And if he was below, then we might never know. We have lost nigh three hundred at present, Count, most without trace. If Wickham were anywhere within the Krieg, we should have found him. He's not dead, Istrid sounded defiant. Find him. Ethac saluted. Highness. Istrid turned towards the dais. My father honoured her. I will do the same. Restore the guard. And bring healers. I must get back to his morrow. Ethac gestured to his remaining escort waiting in the passage. I'll see you down. Of course. You know... Istrid paused. My father never let us up here. I would see her now. Highness. Ethac climbed onto the dais and drew aside the curtain. But even as Istrid moved to join him, he let the curtain drop and whirled about. She's gone!